The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, in particular Sally Hardesty and her invalid brother Franklin. It is all the more tragic in that they were young, but had they lived very, very long lives, they could not have expected, nor would they have wished to see as much of the mad and macabre as they were to see that day. For them, an idyllic summer afternoon drive became a nightmare. The events of that day were to lead to the discovery of one of the most bizarre crimes in the annals of American history, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. How's everyone doing this evening? Uh, I'm Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And you're listening to Romero Pictures Indie Brigade Nasty Nation Presents Graveyard Talk. Hey, we got it. Hey, that sounds pretty good. I think. Right. Um, thanks for joining us again. Um, uh, we, we, we've tackled so many different like topics. Um, last week we discussed the, uh, tell us in the crypt films. Um, we've talked about horror bands. We've talked about directors, all this stuff, or we're doing another director one. Um, we, we, we've actually been wanting to do this one, um, for a minute now. Oh yeah. Early on. Yeah. Um, but we weren't really sure how to tackle it because a couple of this guy's movies um, are in a franchise that there will be an episode about. Um, just spit it out. Let's just... Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, Tobe Hooper, Toby, Tobe, it's been said in many different ways, I reckon, a couple of different ways. Um, but I was going to say Tobe Hooper, that's what I've always known. Um you might know him as as the guy that made the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, you know, the original film, as well as part, part two. two. Yeah. Um, he's one of the one, one of these directors that um, you know his body of work, but you may not always realize that it's a film by him. Yeah, agreed. There'll um, be some surprises on here for the listeners out there. I would almost guarantee. Yeah, I, th- I think there will be. You know, a couple specifically that I'm thinking of. Yeah. Um, Keep in mind, uh, he uh, he passed away um, in 2017. Yeah, a couple of years back. Um, not really sure of what. It just said natural causes. Yeah, I can't remember what they said. Or, which but, that's like a wide variety of things. Yeah. You know. Um, but he uh, he definitely, there's there's definitely some memorable films in which Mr. Hooper uh, was responsible for. Yeah. Um, of course, we, we we're gonna we're gonna mention it, you know, because it's the most notable one. It was like his third film he did, yeah. But it was his it's most first big shot, like right? The first, you know, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Which is, I mean, I've got him tattooed on my chest. Uh, Leatherface is my dude. Yeah, it, I got him on my arm. It, it's uh, Chainsaw. I mean, I love most of the franchise, and this. Very first one, I seen it when I was young, and it just uh, blew my doors off, man. Oh, like, definitely. You know, yeah. As far as like, this is what a, this is gritty. This is uh, you know intense stuff, and uh, fell in love with Leatherface as a character. I mean, I was like, holy shit, this guy's it's awesome. There was something so, about him. Yeah, man. There was I mean, there was there was a, a certain. He's a big burly guy like me, but he's uh, wielding chainsaws and throwing people on meat hooks and shit. So. Yeah, like we're you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna tackle this. But like I said, right? It's, it's, it's one of our favorites. We'll, we're gonna dig into that when the franchise episode. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but 
there's so many awesome moments in that movie. Just um, know that you know it was Tobe Hooper that, I mean, developed Leatherface and uh, you know the Chainsaw Massacre as a the family. Yeah, everything. you know that was his doing. Um, just real quick, the film is your usual. You know, it was one. It was one of the starters of like slasher films. It's kind yeah. of like the granddaddy of yeah. all. A uh, bunch of kids are in a van and they uh, they got to go to the cemetery to make sure that uh, their family members have not been dug up because there's been a lot of uh, uh, mutilation of corpses, grave, and robbing. grave robbings, and all kinds of stuff in the area, and that ends up leading them to an old house. Um, which is embarked by a family that uh, they're a bunch of cannibals. Um, and it's all kinds of mayhem. Uh, it's a good one. It's a classic. Uh, it is the one that you know him from the most. There's no doubt in that. But like we said, uh, when it comes to these two movies that are in the, that are in this, uh, this podcast and this episode that we're talking about, we will get more into the, the story, the plot and our feelings about them. Um, on probably a very near episode uh, yeah. of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, because that's another one we've been talking about doing forever, and we both uh, love Chainsaw, you know, franchise for different reasons and different movies and things. So it's like uh, that's the that's the episode for that, you know. Yeah, I, just, just, I mean, he did one and two, and um, and they're great, and, and they're both good, and we could probably do a whole fucking episode just on those two movies if we wanted to, but well. There's some weird psychological shit you can break down for the first one, especially just the way mm-hmm. it's shot and the uh, the noises and different things. But yeah, we documentary yeah. style shot. Yeah, um, but so we shall move on, but look forward to that in the future. Um, a film that I always enjoyed that is very uh, underrated in a lot of ways gotcha. uh, is uh, 1981's The Fun House. Man, I dig The Fun House. It's good. I'm a fan. It. It's the more, opening scene? Yeah. The little kid, you know, he's like sneaking around trying to uh, scare his sister. So it, it, It's it's very uh, almost nostalgic to watch. Yeah. Just because, I mean, I, I haven't been to a fucking carnival or anything like that in I don't know how long. Other than our, uh, like, rinky-dink fair that's at, in our town, I haven't been yeah. to, you know, and yeah. since I was like in Coney Island, which was like, you know, eight years ago or a decade ago. Yeah, so. um, but you know, I mean, growing up, I remember going to all that shit and going to the fun houses and the whole atmosphere of the film and all that. Yeah, it has the feeling of a, a carnival, of a fun house for the most part. And I mean, there's and and, and the, the, here's the thing though, is with some of the the quote unquote freak show people and all that stuff, there's a side of it that when you were a kid, you were already thinking was happening. At least that's where my mind always. I didn't Where, see it till I was in high school. Yeah. I didn't see this one when I was young. So. Yeah. I, I saw it once uh, when I was really young. Didn't remember that I saw it right. until a friend of mine let me borrow his copy. And I was like, oh, shit, this movie. Uh, kids getting in trouble at a, at a fucking carnival. Yeah. You know? I and, mean, that's basically that's, the whole rundown. Yeah. But it, it's fun. Yeah. Um, there's some uh, monster stuff. There's... Uh, there's parts that are I mean, like, there's, there's there's some cheesiness with some of the the characters. Yeah, some of the some of the 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 carnival barker's voice will get stuck in your head. Yes, because there's just all kinds of scenes with just him in the background. Yeah, doing his spiel, you know, in the background, 
but it's just uh it's a memorable part. I can hear yeah. Barker's voice in my head right now as yeah. we're talking about it. So it'll it jog some memories. It's it's a fun ride. Yeah, a lot. Of, it's it's like I said, it's very underrated because a yep. lot of people, uh, many of you, may have never seen the Fun House. Actually, when I was talking to Perry the other day, I think that's who I was talking to on, on my my podcast. I think he mentioned the Fun House. Maybe it might, I'm pretty sure it was him that mentioned it. It's one of those that when you when you meet other people that see it, they're like, "Oh, I fucking love that movie," you know? Right. And uh, it's it's one that definitely if you if you've never seen it, you definitely need to check it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, because it kind of, because if, you know, you've seen Texas Chainsaw Massacre um, and you're kind of just starting out with, with Hooper's movies, um, this is one not to be missed. This right. is definitely. And, it's and, not like Chainsaw. It's not. Um, you, right. Yeah. You know, it's not crazy ultraviolet. It's shot different. It's, uh, you know, you see what he is. He has become as a as a director. Yes. But also, definitely. you know, because they were, you know, years apart. Chainsaw's in 70, 74. And uh, Funhouse is in '81, so I mean he's got a few more years under his belt of, you know. Yeah, it's a more polished film, and it's it's different, and it's good. Yeah, um, I do enjoy the movie a lot. Um, moving on, um, he also here's here's one of these surprise movies. Okay, because um, I, I like I said there there there's there's uh. He's got quite a few films and things in TV as well. His catalog is, when you research it, it is more prolific than you think. Mm-hmm. Because it's like what you were saying. He has all these movie credits and then uh, TV show credits that you didn't even know was his. Yeah. You know, unless... I mean, you've seen the movie and you're like, I didn't know that was... You know, the guy made Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. This next film um, is, is a classic. Um, a favorite of mine. Um which talking to Perry the other day, he did say this was like his his favorite right. horror movie. Um, it's classic, uh, the Poltergeist. I didn't realize that he had anything to do with it for the longest time. Right. And, everybody thinks Spielberg, Spielberg, you know. Right. And come to find out, a couple of years ago, there was an article that I was reading, um, and actually it was it was probably around right around the time that he died um, that I that I saw it where it was talking about um, how. Everybody thought Spielberg had more to do with it than than Hooper did, right. and come to find out that maybe Hooper might have had a little bit more yeah. um, involvement than what what was uh, mentioned right. yeah, in the past. But he, you know, he was not Spielberg, right? And has that kind of clout. So I mean, yeah, the so, media and stuff. Uh, he's not going to get the same amount of recognition. Oh yeah, they're gonna they're know. gonna go. Yeah, they're gonna go with Spielberg, just which so, is a shame. Yeah. But I mean, no no offense to Spielberg, he's a I mean, he's done you know crazy good shit, but I mean, yeah, you know, give the dude his, his credit if it's if it's due. Yeah, you know, um, which Poltergeist uh, about a family that moves into a house that's built on a fucking uh, Indian burial yeah, ground. Yeah, it's an Indian burial ground, and uh, uh, it's it's a it's a classic horror house kind of story. Yeah, man, it's uh, we didn't cover it on our haunted house. Uh, we didn't because, we didn't. I mean, it's like one of the movies. I mean, everybody has seen Poltergeist almost, you know. Yeah. Even if you don't know, it's Hooper's movie. Yeah. I mean, little kids have seen Poltergeist because it's fairly tame. Yeah, there's you not know, really I mean, that much bad to it. I you mean, know, there's some skeletons and stuff, but there's no. You don't see any titties, and there's not like, you know, I don't think. 
I don't think there's any, any issues. <laughs> but, I, but I mean, the know, only thing, honestly, is. But either I mean, she's smoking weed at one point. Right, but I mean, it's pretty tame. Yeah. As far as horror movies go, there's not. It's PG. Yeah, as I say, there's not gallons of blood and shit. There's not, you know, crazy stuff going on. I mean, there's crazy stuff going on, but not. It really does. You know, it's one of those movies that proves that it doesn't have to be rated R for it to be kind of creepy and yeah, to be good. Because at one point growing up, I thought that if it wasn't rated R, it sucked. Well, you know what I mean? Because it's right. like, oh, whatever. But like, it's it's one of those that really does prove that you don't have yeah. to have. You know, of course, as I've gotten older, I've changed my perspective on that completely. But, um, but there's so many. Like, I mean. The clown scene. The clown scene. That's what everybody goes to as, <clears throat> as the creep factor. I the, mean, uh, that's one of the creepiest scenes. I like clowns scenes. and it's a creepy scene. You know, it's... There, there's, there's a scene where the son um, is being attacked by this clown in his room. And it's probably one of the most intense like scenes involving like a kid in a horror movie that's like... Where the kid doesn't die at that moment or nothing, you know. Right, it's, it's like uh, it's like what the fuck, you know. Kid, kid versus monster. Yeah, you know. Uh, but the family moves into this house, and at one point, you know, they're they're being told that it was there was all it was an Indian burial ground, but all the bodies were, had been dug up and moved. Yeah, had been moved. And there's a famous conversation that when all the shit hits the fan, that Craig T. Nelson's character, he plays the father, um, is talking to. Uh, his boss, because I think he's involved with all that in that whole company, that in that that whole situation. But like all the excavators, there, the, yeah, there's there's real, uh, real, what am I trying to real estate kind of shit, construction company, and all that stuff. Like, yeah, they're, they're all in cahoots. I think. But where he, he he's he's yelling at him, and he's like, he's like, you never told me it was on an you know whatever you know in a burial ground, and and he's like, did you actually move him or something like that? And he's like. No, we just moved the headstones, like, blah, blah, blah. It's like, oh, you fucks. Yeah. And the other thing is, though, is the skeletons using that movie are, are they're real. Do you know that? Right. Like, that's, it, it's, uh, they used real cadavers for, yeah. for the whole, there's a whole scene where um, shit hasn't been built yet or whatever. And Yeah, it's like a, where they would be digging out a basement for a new, like, foundation. For yeah, yes, it was, yeah. But it's just a mud pit. It's just a big, yeah, muddy pit. You know, and, that's uh, and they, they at some point they all end up in it, and there's, you know, fucking yeah. skeletons everywhere and shit. Keep bobbing up from underneath them, and yeah, yeah. It's a it's a pretty good scene for sure. It's it, it's a, a it's the kind of it, I, I say that a lot. It's the kind of movie. It's the kind of movie. What am I fucking Roger <laughs> Roger Ebert or some shit? Um, but it, it there, there's there's funny to it. Yeah, as they, you know, as well as there, you got the really creepy parts. Um, it's a really smart movie. As well as I was gonna say, it's well made and smart. Yeah, and it also it has it ha- it does have the Spielberg kind of feel to it. Well, because you mean, know there's no skimping on the special effects, and uh, yeah, it looks polished like a gym. Like I mean, it's you know, it's yeah. great film. Yeah, great film. Uh, uh, Check it out for sure if you haven't seen it. It's one. That you can kind of open up to younger, you know, if you got little monster kids around the house that want to watch some horror movies with mom and dad or whatever, this, depending on the age, might be one you can kind of open them up to, you know, and uh, oh, enjoy yeah. it as a family because it's still got the creeper parts, you know, that's that's good, but it's young enough that, you know, they're going to be talking about as like, you know, the cool scary movie they just seen or whatever. It's yeah. it's going to be good. Well, that also can't forget to, to mention that there is a whole supposed curse about that movie, there were people that 
that died. There were there were there was a lot of messed up stuff. Go go and look at, at, at the history. Of, yeah, because there, there's there's a whole bunch there. That, there's a couple uh, movies yeah. like that though. They always get like a string of bad yeah stuff attached. And which on yeah. Shutter there is a show uh, they just started um, called Cursed Movies. I think it's called. And uh, they talk about The Exorcist, and they talk about Poltergeist and a couple others and stuff. I was getting to mention The Exorcist. Yeah, so check that out. It's it's a good watch. Um, but uh, but moving on, the next the next film that we have uh, is Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two, which we're not gonna we're not gonna really talk about at all because, like we said, we will come to that soon enough. Yeah. But it's pretty much a continuation from the first one in a lot yeah. of ways. Um, it's a little more goofier, and it it well, and as most of the it has a tongue in cheek feel a little bit because if you've seen any of the promo uh, pictures for it, the family is setting up like the breakfast breakfast club, club cover, right? So for those that might be some horror trivia that uh, somebody out there doesn't know, go back and look at Chainsaw Two, the cover of it, yeah. And then compare it to The Breakfast Club, and you're going to be mind-blown if you didn't know. You hear something fucking stupid? <coughs> I just figured that out the last couple of years. Somebody pointed out to me when, when we lived at the last house, we had our poster up, and I was like, I never even fucking even thought of that. I read it in an old magazine when I was young, like Old Fangoria or Rue Morgue or some kind of old mm. horror magazine, you know? And I was like, holy shit. I mean, I was probably middle school or high school. <sighs> mind-blown. Yeah, you know, but yeah. So I mean, just from that, you get it's going to be a little goofier, you know. But uh, yeah, it's got it's got yeah, got, got to mention Dennis Hopper. Yeah, um, he's he tries to take on uh, it, your boy Leatherface in a, in a chainsaw duel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> which is which it's could have it could have been a little cooler. Oh, but, I'd say. But uh, this this Hopper plays a like a sheriff, or he's like I don't know yeah. what he is, and he's trying to figure out what happened to his. Uh, his niece and nephew, who yeah. were he references to the original film. Yeah, one of the kids that got sawed up in the first one was somehow related to him. It was his nephew or yeah. some shit. And he's trying to get, he's trying to figure out who fucking did this. He yeah. knows that the cops aren't doing anything. And then he ends up getting the help of, of a DJ and all that stuff. And then, but they team up and all this. A stuff. radio DJ. A yeah, radio you heard DJ. that right, folks. It's a sheriff and a radio DJ versus the Chainsaw family. So. Yeah, yeah, check it out on that note alone. Yeah, and Bill Moses <coughs> as oh the most memorable, one of the most memorable top, characters. Man. Yeah, Joe Mosley, famous for you know Devil's Rejects, House of a Thousand, as Otis uh, plays Leatherface's brother, Chop Top, and I mean if you haven't seen, it, we we'll go into it in the we, yeah exactly. If you yeah. haven't seen this, just go watch it before you listen to our. Uh, our, our, our chainsaw cast and uh, yeah, get familiar with Chop Top because he he's one of the best parts about part two. It's a good movie. Go watch it. Yeah, go watch it. So because me me and this guy could ser- seriously just run on. Chainsaw's a favorite, so we'll we'll move on right, to the next yeah. uh, Hooper film and get get out of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one that you actually mentioned a lot, um, which I honestly am not as familiar with. It's a good one. Uh-oh. Night Terrors. Oh man, that's a weird one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's one of my favorites, but it was just, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's good. It's got a feel of it. Uh, it's a, if you haven't seen that, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's, uh, it's like a period piece 
horror, like Marquis de Sade type of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, the cover is of the box when I've watched it as a in high school. Very deceived by the box, right? Because it's the cover of these, like almost like a Medusa, mm. these, like snakehead mm-hmm. kind of things. And it was just a, it's a slow grind. So unless you're in for a slow move, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't deal with this one too much. But uh, Robert England's in it, yeah, and uh, it's weird as hell. That's about all I'm going to go into with that one. But it. It's definitely one to be watched. Yeah. And like I said, it's I one I need to go back and rewatch. Like, if you're just trying to get into Hooper's films and you've seen Chainsaw Massacre or whatever, I would not make this your second pick. Wait till... Yeah, wait you a, don't have to watch these in order. Right. Wait wait a few down the, the road. Uh, but it's a solid watch, but it's just slow to me, uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, one thing we have to mention, uh, coming, down, coming down the mountain here uh, of his... Of, his different movies. We're not mentioning every movie and every no, TV just, show. We're trying to hit some highs and some, uh, hit, hit some of the ones that are the most memorable, or they have some kind of reason yeah. we're mentioning them. Uh, oh, a little belching there from that that, that cola and whiskey. Um, but there, there's a movie we mentioned a long time ago when we we talked about uh, John Carpenter. He made a movie called Body Bags. Oh yeah, the great anthology, weird ass stories. Um, the last story in it. Yeah. We didn't even fucking mention it at all. I don't know why, but well, yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> no offense. It's just we were just the other two stories that are in it. We yeah. were kind of more, you know. And this it was called the Eye, yeah. and it was written by by Hooper. Um, it's got Mark, directed by yeah, Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill plays the main main guy and uh, gets an eye operation. Uh, he's a baseball player yep. who um, has an eye operation after a really bad car accident. He yeah. gets. Exit's really fucked up scene because he gets a big giant piece yeah, of glass or whatever is right in his fucking eye and he's just it's like, rough. It's good. Which, of course, Mark Hamill, for those, for whatever reason, it's Luke Skywalker and Joker and recently Chucky. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, true enough. You gotta love Mark Hamill. I mean, fucking, come on. If you don't like the Joker or Luke, one or the other, come on, man. Yeah, man. No. Uh, but he ends up getting um, the eye of a serial killer and... It takes him on a pretty much a fucked up journey of yeah, what he sees what he flashes of like he sees things that the that the killer did yeah and it fucks kind of overlaid of his vision so it's like yeah it's messing with his just day to day stuff it's messing with his mental state it's uh yeah it's yeah. got him turned around uh it's a it, it's a good little skit in that movie though yeah um, I love body bags it's one oh, of my I, favorites yeah. so I I don't have a problem mentioning it watch body bags right because you get Carpenter you get Hooper. Uh, you know, a couple, watch body bags. It's, watch it's awesome. body bags. Yeah. It's a good one. It's definitely one we had to mention. Um, of course, uh, in 1995, he did a movie that was based off a Stephen King story, The Mangler. Yeah, man. Um, that's one of those that also I forgot that he he was involved exactly. in. I forgot that he directed it. Um, another Robert England. Another Robert England. It too. So, um, really fucked up story. Yeah. Uh, about this machine um, at this factory that so it's cotton essentially. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and it finds ways to kill people. It's like possessed. Yeah. If you've read the story, it goes. I mean, it's it stretches from the story a little bit, but it's. Uh, oh yeah, no, yeah, it really you does. know, it's yeah, based on a Stephen King short story, and uh, yeah, but the movies, 
Movie's nuts. It's Movie's bad. nuts. It's a fun watch. It's yeah. not one to be like, oh, I'm going to watch a really serious horror movie. No. No. Sit down and get some popcorn. Pour yeah. you a drink. You'll, it'll, it'll be fun. It's worth... I, Robert Englund's... Yeah, his character, I mean... It's worth it's worth, it's worth his, his acting alone. Yeah. Because he plays the boss of this place. Yeah. And he's this old, decrepit asshole. Pretty much, yeah. And he does a great he's job. He's in heavy makeup. I mean, as horror fans, you'll know who he is. But if, uh, you know, just kind of your average... You know, movie watcher doesn't know that that's the guy who plays Freddy. You yeah. Know, so, but it, it's a good one. It's a, you know, it, it's one that I I watched. That one's been a while for me. A long. I mean, it, actually, I I found it. I remember how I watched it. It was on some channel app or some shit, streaming site or whatever. And uh, me and her watched it about a year or so ago. And I I gotta say, it's it's also one that. It's not the greatest that you remember when you were younger. Oh, yeah. But it's fun to revisit. Oh, because when I was younger, you know, I'm soaking up every horror movie I can get. Yeah. You know, and I'm reading Fangoria magazines, and I'm like, that's when you could still get them on newsstand, and they weren't like 10 bucks a piece or whatever. So as a little kid, I'm saving my allowance, getting Fangoria so I can find new horror movies. Yeah, and shit, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, yeah, these were one of those movies I didn't know it was the same guy who made, you know, Leatherface at the time. I, no clue. I'm just soaking up these horror movies, and I mean, it's it sticks out. Yeah, you I know? mean, you you. Hear, I didn't read the story till much later too. So I that have all, true. You know. Same here. Well, it's also like when you're you know a certain age and you're into horror movies, and you see a movie that has Robert England, who you know is Freddy, and it's, and it's called, called The, the Mangler. <laughs> right. It's like I'm gonna watch this, and it's not what you wanted to like. It's not what you're expecting. It it's to not be. what you're expecting at all, but it's still a good watch. Oh, completely a good yeah. watch. Um, Hooper also um, dived in uh, into remakes uh, on occasions, and he did the Toolbox Murders. Oh, I forgot he did that. Yeah. Uh, which had Sherry Moon Zombie in it. Yeah. Uh, which is a remake. I can't remember the when the original came out, but it was uh, a story. I don't remember if it was true or not, but the story of a, of a uh, uh, <coughs> custodian... Uh, Janet, whatever, at a hotel, and he's he's going around and killing all these these people that are visiting and stuff. Really fucked up movie. Um, the uh, the remake is a little different from the original. Um, it's a fun watch. Uh, it's not one that like I really actually I would, I would might actually go back and watch it. Um, it's a fun little remake. Um, the originals. Definitely creepier, but uh, the remake's pretty good. I, I thought he did a pretty good job on that. Um, I feel like I feel like it was also him kind of just needing to make a movie because he hadn't made one in, uh, in, a, in a second at that point because that came out in two thousand four, and he hadn't really done a film um, for a minute. And I think they were you know there was like hey, and it also was. I mean he's the he honestly is the godfather of like slasher flicks. Right. Who who can do a good remake of a slasher flick? Surely this guy. Can. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know. Um, yeah, there's not really much to say about it. I mean, right. And I haven't seen the. I haven't seen his. I've seen the old one. You know. Oh, you see? So you haven't seen it? Okay. No. All right. Right. So one day, I mean, when you're up for a rewatch, you gotta educate me on that one. But oh yeah, definitely. I'm down for that. Actually, I bought it at a pawn shop when it first came out. 
That's where you're supposed to buy horror movies. Right? Yeah. The bad thing pawn is... Pawn shops, flea markets, yard sales. You look, know. The bad thing is the pawn shop, usually they have it to where you have to like give them the case and they put the movie in there. Yeah. They didn't do it this time. and I didn't look inside of it. I was just... I was stupid. I bought a bunch of different movies. Right. I get home and it was like Princess Diaries or some <laughs> shit. Like, it was dumb. I was like, what the fuck? And I went back and sure enough, in that ridiculous case was that fucking movie. I don't know. Some kid Somebody just switched yeah. it as a joke. Yeah. So I got yeah. it. I was like, hey, here's this. Um, but, uh, moving on from that, uh, in, I got one of my favorites pretty soon. Uh, well, go, 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 which, are you going television or are you? Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. I mean, we're, well, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll get just two seconds. Well, it's, uh, well, all right. All right. Go for it. Wait, 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 just got, because, go ahead. Just go ahead. All right. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Um, Cover his movies first and then his TV. Stuff. Right. Uh, and of course, in, in, in I think it was two, <coughs> 2013, there was a movie that came out that, that I'm pretty sure from what I, I was reading was the last movie that he directed, which was in, it was in 2013. He died in 2017. Yeah, so four like, years. Pro- I mean, that's probably right. You know, um, I, mean, I don't know. He might've been sick or whatever. Um, but he made this movie called Jin, D J I N N. Yeah. Like a, you know, an angry desert demon of yeah. some sort thing. It's where we get the genies from, but they're not nice. Right, exactly. You don't rub. You don't want to rub their lamps. Um, I, I I'd never seen this movie, and no, a couple I'm years out. ago, um, I spent four ninety nine um, renting it on Amazon. Probably three ninety nine too much, right? Oh God, dude. Um, I hate to say it. <laughs> I, I, I honestly, there's not there's not too many films or television that that Hooper did that I didn't like. Honestly, I, I like. I like a good portion of his stuff. Yeah, man, that's uh, where I have that issue with Wes Craven. You know, he's got some really gems, but some yeah. of his stuff is just like, eh, hey, whatever. Hooper stuff, it's just like, I mean, he doesn't have as many gems to me. Yeah. Like Chainsaw, Poltergeist, you know, a couple, but there's nothing that's really bad. Right. And I haven't seen this gen either, so I don't know about what's, uh, you know, going to entail, but. Yeah, no, gin was, was uh, uh, uh pretty it takes place in like uh, uh, like Egypt or someplace like that um, it was not at all what I was expecting if anything it was more like a really bad softcore porn movie yeah. um, I don't even think we finished it it was just it was completely just not at all what I, I well you're expecting something good from uh, right and know. it was not at all what I was expecting now I gotta say this and I hate the fact that I did this um but I left out my fa- like one of my favorite movies from him, Mortuary. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, it's I left, been a long time, but it's a good one. Uh, it's Mortuary uh, came. I can't remember what year it was. We are, um, knows how we quickly we skipped over Jen. Don't watch that one, folks. I, yeah, I wouldn't. We're don't, on the Mortuary. If you, if you haven't seen any more of his movies, don't watch that one at all. Right. Save it to the it's very not last. Just, you, you want to just keep his memory in a good place. Yeah. Uh, Mortuary, though, i got to mention this one. Um, there's a few people in, in that that you've probably seen, especially the uh, the mom uh, who, I can't remember her name, but she played the mom in the original Pet Cemetery, um, yeah. And then the kid that played the son in the remake of... Uh, they also have Oz. Um, but it, it's about a, a mother who is a mortician and her daughter and um, her teenage son um, move into this old um, uh, house that has, you know, the uh, the whole spiel in the basement for, you know, 
draining bodies and all that stuff. And come to find out there's there's some fucked up shit going on that ends up causing um, everybody in town to pretty much go crazy. Uh, it's a really good watch. Um, it's 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 kind of got almost like a, a adult version of a Goosebump movie feel to it. Yeah, um, that's a good description of it. Uh, yeah, and so I mean, if you like Goosebumps growing up, if you're a '90s kid, Goosebumps are awesome. Yeah, you know, because they have a good horror story, but they're just kind of toned down. Yeah, you know, but it doesn't take away from the the good story of of scary stuff. I mean, it's like a Ray Bradbury or something story yeah. almost. You yeah, know? like his stuff isn't overtly violent or brutal or nothing like that, but it's got the creep factor. It's got like yeah, you know, uh, he's one of my faves too. So oh well, yeah, of course. Uh, but Mortuary is is a definite. Um, a, a definite watch. It, 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 it's like I said, it's one of my favorites uh, next to Texas Chainsaw Massacre and all that stuff. Um, found it in a bin of like, you know, those four movies for like five bucks. Oh, cool. Everybody does. You know, and I, I got it for like another movie that was in there and then um, I I loved it. I, I was like, oh shit. And I, I didn't even realize that it was one of his movies until I was like midway through the movie and I started looking at it. This is a weird crossover or a weird connection. All right, I found Funhouse, mm-hmm. right, to, to buy yeah. in a collection because it had Phantasm 2. Yeah. Right? So I seen this collection Phantasm 2, and there's like Hiss. And, uh, yeah, I got the same one I got. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And it was in there. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that. All right. And so that's why I have Serpent it. the Rainbows in it, too. Yeah, I'm Serpent the Rainbow. Yeah. So, but anyway, a weird, yeah. Five dollar being a Walmart type of uh, connection. Maybe, it's definitely a good find. Yeah. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, we're gonna take a small break. Uh, enjoy some tunes. We'll be back in a minute to discuss some more of Tobe Hooper um, and get into more of the television stuff that he yep. did. So enjoy. We'll be back in just a minute.
Welcome back. This is Chuck Nasty. This is Whitman. And you're listening to Graveyard Talk. Um, we've been discussing uh, Tobe Hooper's films. Or uh, Toby. Or Hooper. Toby. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, and I think it's Toby, but I think it's Tobe. And I think it's Toby, and we'll just uh, wait until somebody that knows what the hell they're talking about corrects us. If, if, somebody, if somebody out there. If somebody knows <laughs> the actual way to pronounce his name. Uh, like for a fact, know this. Let us know. Okay, send us a, an audio clip of somebody saying his name correctly. But yeah. Anyway, we're talking about Toby Hooper's films. <laughs> uh, we were talking about his movies, not talking about all of them, but going through a few. Yeah, some highlights, ones that need to be mentioned for whatever reason. Um, and so on this half of the show, uh, it's only it, it's only a, a right to discuss um, the television side. Yeah. Of. Uh, but what he he did in his career, yeah. Um, of course, uh, a favorite of mine, maybe be a favorite of yours, nineteen seventy nine Salem's Lot. Oh man, yeah, love it. I yeah. love it. I mean, I love the book. I love this. Uh, it's another a, Stephen King. Another Stephen King adaptation, and unlike the Bangler, yeah. this one is. I mean, you know, as close as you can get for TV, probably. I mean, it's 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 fairly close. Yeah. It hits the high points at least, and um, was cool to have a, a horror, you know, uh, episodic event on TV in the late seventies. Yeah, you know, and it's just like you're telling this vampire story on, you know, NBC or ABC or whoever the hell had the uh, the publishing rights for it at that point, you know, or distribution rights. And I mean, it. I love it. Uh, I, it's been a while since I've watched it, but. Oh, it's such a good movie. It's like three yeah. hours long. Right. Well, because it because broke down it was into like three or four like it different was, episodes on TV. You know? It was it the first Stephen King miniseries that came out on TV because it started. You know, that well, because that thing. started the trend. You know, like <clears throat> yeah, the Stand and all these uh, Langoliers, the Golden and Tommy years, Knockers, Golden yeah, years, man. yeah. But seventy nine is early. I think it is. I think I have no research on that one. I don't know, but I think it is the first. King miniseries like adaptation that because it was it was his second book Salem's always yeah, his second yeah, book he's, it's like early in his career um, it's it honestly what I love about it is the fact that that the uh, the TV miniseries um, had the feel as if you were watching a Stephen King yeah uh, I think that's why he started doing the, the miniseries because. I mean, you can't get the the financing to do a, a four hour long horror movie. Yeah, back in the, I mean, even Stephen especially King, not there, not that time period. Not at that no. time. I mean, now he can Stephen King can do anything he wants to now. Yeah, of you course, know, yeah, but yeah. and he's not the one usually doing any of these projects. No, you know, so he usually makes an appearance. Right. If, you know, if he's if he's okay with everything, you know. But yeah, to to watch, you know, it broke up like you're watching a, a Stephen King like TV show. Yeah. It was. I mean, that's why I love the stand. It's the stand is one of my favorite movies, and it's like six hours long. You know, it's uh, <laughs> which we will we will discuss at some point. Oh man, Stephen King gets his own episode or two. For oh, sure. completely. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be a three episode. Yeah, books and movies and TV, <sighs> oh, whatever. God, yeah. But anyway, uh, three episodes just for the movies alone. Oh, four yeah. for the books. Prolific. Stephen King is uh, definitely a horror icon. Um. Yeah. Anyway, this movie. This, Back this, to Salem's Lot. <laughs> Salem's Lot. Oh, sorry. No. Uh, Salem's Lot is, is uh, the story of, of a guy who goes back to this town that he grew up in. He's a writer, 
Um, and he's wanting to write his new book or whatever. Um, and he gets enthralled by this house. Um, that is so happens that is haunted. Uh, there's something going on with that yeah. place. Um, it's a little spooky in the neighborhood. It's a little weird. Yeah. And then these new people move in right. and they never see, they never see the, the, uh, the main guy, the, the actual owner, they all right. see is, is his, uh, his helper. Um, Drawing blanks on names. Sorry, people. Um, but the vampire. Okay, well, well real quick. Uh, he also ends up having help from this kid that he uh, he meets um, from a teacher that he knew in the school. You'll you'll check it out. You'll see it. But <laughs> the there's a lot. Like, yeah, there's uh, a lot of lead up. It's a little bit of a there's a lot. There, there's a love interest in all that shit. If you're a fan or know of Stephen King's work. It's a little bit of a slow burn at some points, but the payoffs yeah. are big. So yeah. this movie, you know, he did a good, uh, to me, adaptation of it. It has the same feel, like we said. It's like... Completely. You know, the slow burns are slow burns, but the payoffs, oh man, they're worth it. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it's it's a, a, a... It's one of my... It's probably my favorite vampire films. Yeah, man. It's, it's in my top five vampires for sure. And, and the other thing I was going to mention a minute ago was the fact that the vampire himself... That's the one thing. If you watch, if you watch any kind of movie like a werewolf movie or a vampire vampire movie, you want to know what this creature looks like when they are in full force. Um, just like in Fright Night that we discussed last time. Oh yeah. Um, you know, and that was an that's an important thing to me. And when you find out that the vampire uh, looks like Nosferatu, yeah, man. like Max Schreck's character, yeah, you know, uh, Count Orlock or whatever his name is, yeah. Um, which is one of my favorites to be perfectly honest it's one of my favorites creepy ass fucking movie if you've never seen it check it out whatever um, but the, he looks awesome in it like yeah. he looks a little more sinister it's yeah, you know it, he, he looks like he can really do some fucking damage right. you know uh, there's of course there's the usual Stephen King bullshit where there's like 50 other stories going on. Well, right. He's got to tell about three stories per every book. Because he really wants you to know these characters. Right, which you do. Which, which I appreciate. Is, which is why, it's uh, to me, it's awesome in a book. Mm. You know, because I'm, I'm delving into that world. In a movie, sometimes it becomes minutiae, but... Yeah. Eh, I mean, you just deal with it because it's good. It, again, the payoffs are so good. Oh, yeah, no. Like, it doesn't matter, you know. There, there's, there's, again, it being a, a, a TV miniseries, there yeah. was... There were some deaths that were, you know, questionable. Oh, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're and kids for the late dying. 70s. I mean, 79. Yeah. Right? And, it, and, it's, and it's a creepy movie. It's a good yeah. one. But let's, let's, uh, yeah. Same Lot's good. If you got three hours to kill, want a cool vampire to flick, uh, watch it. Also, gotta uh, mention if, if you want to watch a, a vampire movie and you got hours to kill, whatever the fuck, watch this one, the original. Don't watch the oh. one that has Rob Lowe, okay? okay? Don't do that. We're not even going to talk about We're it. We're not talking about it's that. Shit. One. It's shit, okay? And I've never seen Return to Salem's Lot. No, we ain't talking about that, that either. I gotta watch that one. But anyway. Just a re- OG yeah. Salem's Lot. Uh, as we move on, uh, in 1987, Tobe Hooper, or Toby Hooper, uh, <laughs> teamed up again with Steven Spielberg uh, for an episode of uh, Amazing Stories. Yeah. Which, if you're not familiar it, with the Amazing Stories... It's not quite a horror show, but there was... There plenty, are horror elements on it that were pretty terrifying. There were plenty of horror stories. It was, uh, you know, kind of an episodic, you know, you just had these Anthology. adventures. This amazing adventures, or whatever, every episode. and uh, But there were some good horror episodes, which... 
This is what we're talking about here, but yeah, uh, I'm not 100 percent sure actually of what episode it was that he they did. Um, there was because there was a few different directors that were on Amazing Stories, but but to be perfectly honest, uh, Amazing Stories is actually probably one of the coolest things growing up to watch. It was a good one. Yeah, it's got some good ones. There was uh, which I wonder if it was the one he did, but there was there's was one that that uh, that I watched where a guy couldn't look in a mirror. Without seeing something behind him about yeah. to strangle him, and it was like yeah. one of the creepiest fucking yeah. things. Um, but watch any of those because they all—they're all good stories, and they're—they're they're all good. And definitely, uh, like besides, I mean, there's some spooky stuff or whatever, but they're all going to be family friendly too. Yeah, I they're mean, not going to be. That came on network TV, you know. It's uh, Twilight Zone, but in color. Yeah, you know, essentially is this kind of stuff. Of course, we got to mention. Uh, oh, moving on. An interesting thought process. What would it be like if the guy that made Texas Chainsaw Massacre also made a prequel to Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, right. Um, <laughs> Freddy's Nightmares. If yeah, you're not man. if you're not familiar, it was a show that came on. I don't know if it was Fox know, or if right. it was or if it was ABC. It was it was one of those. It, it was when Freddy was big, so it could have been anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, there was only like a season or two of it. Yeah. Um, I've got a couple of VHSs. I of do it. too, man. And it, it's. It was it's basically kinda, the only way I remember that it existed is yeah. that I own these VHSs. I'm uh-huh. like, oh shit, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty much kind of like a Tales from the Crypt, but it had your host was Freddy Krueger. Yeah, he Which, would say a little funny quip at the beginning and do his little thing, and then you would have this story. Which you know, he would occasionally appear. That's in. what I was gonna say. A few of them he would make like an appearance, but otherwise it was just like a little horror story, like I said, just like a crypt episode or Twilight Zone or whatever. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then you, he would have a little wrap up at the end, just like the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. But it was Freddy doing his, you know, his Freddy stick. stick. Well, they did an episode. It was a prequel to to pretty much show uh, a TV friendly version of. How right. Freddy became Freddy. Yeah, and uh, Tobe Hooper uh, directed it, um, which I no more Mister Nice Guy. No more Mister Nice Guy. Yeah, that's, that's the name was. of that. I'm episode. pretty sure I've got that. I'm pretty sure I have that VHS actually. Um, you know, it, it, for a TV friendly version of it, it wasn't bad. Yeah, I mean, you, know, you had the same uh, restrictions that you do with any TV horror stuff, especially at that time. Yeah, you're talking <laughs> at '88. You know, I yeah. was I was a, a youngin when this came out, so it's like. That you can't show expo- blood and you can't say certain words and there's, you know, you couldn't show certain nudity. Yeah, so side butt was okay. I was gonna say you might get a side butt, maybe a side boob, but that's about yeah, no nipples, right? No bush, but no uh, and no cuss words, no no blood. Yeah, um, and the effects were limited because it was the late eighties, and so with all those stipulations, it's a pretty right. fun watch. Yeah. You know, if you can go back and watch eighties TV shows. I don't know some of you young ones out there. Yeah, it may not be worth your time, but for you know, if you're uh, thirty plus, uh, right? I mean, it's check it's, these Freddy's nightmares out because you grew up on the movies like we did, and it's nostalgic. Nostalgic, as yeah. Fun. You get nostalgic, and yeah, and you've probably not seen them because yeah, no, it, it didn't. Just, it, didn't it didn't take off as much long, as people thought it was going to, and it just didn't. Uh, yeah, it didn't hold. So. Yeah, because uh, like you said, at that time period, that was when Freddy was like really big, and that's oh man, they had they're making soundtracks and he's on house shoes and pizza hut commercials pizza hut commercials and stuff dude yeah freddy was everywhere but uh he couldn't sell these freddy's nightmares too well and i think it was just because it was on network tv like if hbo had had the backing 
like they do now. Yeah. You know, if they would have picked up, like how they did with Crip. Right. This was a little earlier, but, you know, if a company that wasn't just network, like cable TV. Yeah. If somebody else picked it up and could put a little darker stories or a little more blood or a little better effects budget. They'd, probably, I, they'd be pretty killer. I think it would have been, you know, good, but yeah. as it sits, it was just kind of like a weird horror anomaly that a lot of people don't even know exists. Yeah, no. If you, watch, if you ask a lot of horror fans out there right now, mm-hmm. have you seen Freddy's Nightmares? What are you talking about? Yeah. Or what? they'll think you mean... Uh, a subtitle of one of the movies. Oh, you mean Freddy's Dead? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Freddy's Nightmare. The TV show, and they're going to be like, no. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, because it's just such an anomaly, but... I've had that conversation with people. I have, too. That's why I know it yeah. exists, you know. Uh, but but uh, he did that episode, and it uh, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. honestly, just if you want to see a good, like, you know, TV-friendly uh, version of... Uh, yeah, what, pre-Freddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Made by... Leatherface's dad. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, which, of course, you mentioned Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, on to the next. Um, yeah, he he directed a couple episodes of that. He directed uh, Dead Weight. Yep. And what was the other one? I can't... Uh, that's the one I've got. I was it the, maybe, maybe, maybe it was just, just one. Uh, which Dead Weight was... Uh, I think Whoopi Goldberg was in that episode. Yeah. It, had to, it had to do with voodoo. Um, it's been a while since I've watched it. Uh but it was one because I think I mentioned where we were talking about ritual, how they had a couple of like voodoo esque, yeah, kind of uh, episodes, and that he made one of them. You know, um, good episode. I remember that? Yeah, know? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna think it's me like you know bad. Uh, but of course, also um, can't forget these next coming up. Uh, now these next ones. Almost sound like Doctor Phil. Now these next ones here. <laughs> um. You can consider them. Um, uh, yeah, they're kind of in the middle. You can kind, of, yeah, they're in the middle between film and TV because they're long, but they're single shot, like an hour yeah. long. Yeah, yeah, and they're uh, usually there was two episodes when they aired. It usually was like two episodes back to back. Yeah, uh, but you can buy these separately, and it was the Masters of Horror. Yeah, um, collection which had, I mean, they had a lot of good ones. I mean, John Carpenter's. Yeah. Uh, Cigarette, Cigarette burns, burns. Uh, which we discussed in the John Carpenter episode. Um, there, there was there, there was a lot of different. Clive Barker did some stuff on there, which was really some weird stuff. Zombies, fucking and shit, like weird, you know. Perfect. Um, but he did a Clive Barker can do no wrong, son. To I, me, I don't right. care what he's got. Right. I mean, but, no, I love, dude, you know me. I love yeah, Clive Barker. As well. Anyway, um, but Toby Hooper or Toby Hooper. Um, Seriously, somebody, if you know you're, the actual... You're going to say Tobe, and I'm going to keep saying Toby, and that way we'll just, you know... Okay, we'll go from that. <laughs> right. uh, Tobe Hooper, though, he, he did uh, uh, two episodes of that. Yeah. Uh, one being Dance of the Dead, and the other one being The Damned Thing. Yeah. Dance of the Dead, um, once again, again uh, okay. Robert England. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, yeah, too. Yeah. So, uh, we're the same way. We're on I the guess same they're, way. they're buddies, because you have, you know, Night Terror, these Freddy, uh, Freddy episode... Um, Freddy's Nightmare Mangler Mangler right so he he apparently liked Robert England as a as a lead villain yeah and you know? and also I mean the the Dance of the Dead um, it's actually really good too um, there like like you said there's a bunch of different people that did different episodes of it and stuff uh, Stuart Gordon did one too yeah um, Dance of the Dead was the first one I ever saw 
And I, I, I it might have been one. Of, it might. I think it was one of the first ones. Cigarette Burns was my first, and I was like, "Oh shit!" John Carpenter did like a short film. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. So then I'm, I watched the rest of them, but yeah, you kind of couldn't help but to watch them. I mean, the, right? And it was good. Oh yeah, no, but, it was really good. I, I, me and my old, my old roommate Jason. Well, and so it was, I mean, you know, because that series, um, they got good directors to do their stuff. Oh yeah, no, you know, it wasn't job. just like even uh, the bad ones were good. Yeah, because there's there's some there's something that, that miss. Yeah, but it's still not the director's style usually. That like there's something just the story didn't. I don't know, but there's a few misses in that in that collection. Yeah, but overall they're fun watches and they're short. Yeah. So if it's not like what you're digging, well wait like 20 minutes and it's gonna be over with by the time you realize you're not digging it. Right. You yeah. know, so just just chill out, watch it. And, well, you know. well, well, like I was saying a minute ago, like me and my old roommate Jason. I mean, dude, we we had a thing where like we. We downloaded um, all the episodes, and this is a long time ago. Got the LimeWire. Uh, I don't know what he was using, but I think it was something like that. And uh, we we watched them, and that was the whole thing. Like we would like he come home from work, I come from work, smoke a couple of bowls, watch a couple of episodes of Master of Horror. That's just how it was. Right. Um, well, because yeah, you can watch a couple of them. You know, even when you go off work, it's like watching one. If you want to watch a long ass movie, yeah, you, watch you something, want to chop them up, or you, it's you perfect. Know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, Dance of the Dead, though, talk about that one real quick. Um, fucked up story about it's it's pretty much like futuristic, and they're in in it's in a world where it's it's like uh, people are, are diseased, but they're like addicted to blood and they're yeah they use blood as kind of like a drug but they rob people you know whatever they you know there's a part where a couple of these thug guys like they rob a couple of people or whatever and take their blood from all that shit um and there's a place i can't remember what it's called there's a place in it where it's for only a certain type of people to go and if you're not one to be a part of that world you stay away from it exclusive and in that, in that, uh, they, uh, Robert England plays like kind of like a ringmaster kind of guy that does these shows where these zombified type people were being like shocked or like fought or whatever. And it was like called like the dance of the dead, you know, they'd shock them and they'd move around back and forth on the stage. But like the whole, the whole movie and that whole area, it reminds you of like, like it reminds me of like the crow, okay. when like like the when the bands play on stage and like there's all it kind of has that feel mixed in with like Strange Land, or something out of like Hellraiser three, all okay. kind of mixed into one. So some weird industrial goth, like Ministry should be playing in the middle of the stage. Sort of okay, I get the feel. Yeah, yeah. Because I haven't seen this one, so I gotta I yeah. gotta catch up on this one. Yeah. You haven't seen Dance of the Dead? No, I've seen the damn thing, but I have not seen Dance of the Dead. Wow, okay, yeah. that's, that's crazy. I must have missed it when you said that. Sorry. Yeah, no. that's crazy. That's a, that's one of my favorite ones, actually. Um, the damn thing is a good one. It's solid. Um, it, it's it's it has to do with uh, it, now. This is one that I I have a little bit of of trouble remembering. Just as well, it's been a minute since I've watched it, but I know that it's got the uh, Duder from. Uh, Boondock Saints in it and he plays a sheriff. There's something that's that's taken over like there's a it taken over the town. Pretty much there's always violent deaths happening and uh things get kinda nuts and he has to figure out a way to like 
beat this thing. Yeah, it's a good it's a good versus evil kind of a classic. Yeah, you know. Tale. I mean, I really like it. I just I it's one of those it's, I just um, haven't watched as much as I probably should. Well, I mean, it's not you about hit it pretty much. I mean, it's again, well, yeah, it's right. short and it's uh, it's in a small town, so it's like contained. You know this, um, but yeah, you just got your typical good guy. It's trying to figure out what the hell to do with this mess he's found himself in, and uh, you know, they do. Yeah, I mean, to some degree. So, so where they go from there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there anything else that uh, needs to be mentioned? I'm trying uh, to think if we left any of uh, anything out that's like the high points, but I, I gotta um, say, I, I gotta, I gotta say it though. Uh, Tobe Hooper um, is one of my favorite directors in horror. Um, and as we've discussed, he, he ha- has a uh, a long list that he's left behind of film and, and television yeah. that he's done that's been um, awesome. Oh, yeah. He'll go down, I mean, in history. I mean, he yeah. created Leatherface. Yeah. So. he uh, He's one of those, like we mentioned, um, his stuff is always fun. Um, and most of his stuff we like. Yeah. There's a few things. No, I'm not too crazy about. You know. But it's. But it's. Few and far between. Yeah, leave Jen out, and uh, <laughs> and there's a there's a couple. Yeah, there might be a couple others, but you know, there is one that I that I haven't that we didn't mention, and I just because I've never seen it, but Eaten Alive. No, you ever seen it? Nope. Okay, no, that, no. that's that's one that I had to actually go back. Yeah, got, and, we got to educate on that one. Yeah. Um, so if any of you like hardcore motherfuckers are like they didn't talk about Eaten Alive, well, here's the truth: we haven't seen it. Okay, and we don't like to talk about shit unless we've seen it. So we can have, I mean, yeah. honestly, because we consider it bullshit, but we actually like to know what we're talking about. Um, but might might touch down on it uh, on a future episode. You oh never yeah, know. you never yeah, know. I got to watch that shit first. But uh, but Tobe Hooper, um, he like I said was in my opinion the Godfather of like the true slasher film. Yeah. Um, and I think that uh, if you're if you're a horror fan and you've not watched many of his movies. And you've heard a movie we, or a movie or, or something that we've mentioned that um, you didn't realize he did, or you've never even seen at all. Freddy's um, nightmares. Y'all didn't know about that one. I know you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no <laughs> shit. Yeah. Like maybe the tells from the crypt, but I know y'all didn't know about Freddy's nightmares. Right. So, like, check that out. Check check this shit out and uh, and, and and enjoy because it's uh, it's fun stuff. We like I said, for the most part, we mentioned ones we that we actually enjoy. Uh, mine's a couple. Um, I gotta say real quick, is there is there anything? No, uh, check out the you know, like I said the, some of the of his catalog that you may not have seen, that you've heard about, or maybe that now you've heard about and didn't even know. Yeah, that it was his stuff. Uh, so check some you know branch out a little bit. Yeah, he did Leatherface, but not everything he did was slashers. If that's not your thing, you know, watch Poltergeist or watch uh, you know, I don't know any of the these. Funhouse, Funhouse. You know, it's uh, <laughs> he's got different styles. It's not just all slasher stuff. Check him out. Um, the Mangler. Yeah, right. Uh, I wouldn't watch that with my kids, but... No. No, it's, definitely it's, not. It's a fun one. Uh, so, with that being said, um, i got to say before, uh, probably do the usual conclusion here. Um, today, because we, we, we do these shows on Fridays, and they come out on Sundays. Um, and today, uh, i got to say, if anybody has ever listened to my show or whatever, there's one certain band that has a name that offends everybody, uh, Animal Cunt. Um, today would have been uh, uh, Seth Putnam... Uh, the lead singer um, would have been his, I'm pretty sure, 52nd birthday. Um, so just want to actually shout out real quick and say happy birthday to Seth Putnam. Uh, definitely drinking some whiskey in his honor tonight. Um, but 
with that being said, um, thanks for listening. Uh, As always, hit us up, uh, questions, whatever. I'm working on the Facebook page, actually. So we'll uh, get that up pretty soon here so you guys can check that out or, uh, you know, send us messages, what what you want us to do, uh, what we fucked up on, uh, you know, whatever, you know, your typical stuff. Yeah, and also, if you're listening on Anchor, Feel free to you can you can you can drop us a voicemail if there like 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 Whitman said if there's something that, that we fucked up on that you feel like we need correcting on if there's uh, a question you have yeah. if if there's anything that Hell, you if we've seen it you know we'll answer and if not yeah. we might have to dig in I mean these movies are some of them we haven't seen for sure I mean so. but fuck you never know you could come up with something and we might end up having a whole episode based on what you've right, asked we'll give you a shout out for uh, giving us the idea or whatever yeah, yeah so, definitely so uh, drop it in there um, so. Check us out on, on Facebook. Uh, you, right now, as of right now, Nasty Nation, but here soon uh, there will be a Graveyard Talk Facebook page. Um, also, uh, I got to throw out that you can also check out my band Bastard Sons with Judas Goat on Facebook and Bandcamp and whatnot. Um, but th- after that shameless plug, there I need to go back. Um, but also uh, check out. Uh, uh, we're on all kinds of different platforms for this thing. There, there's Anchor, Spotify, uh, Pocket Cast. Um, there's a shitload of them. So check it, which, whichever one works better for you, check it out. Um, also, don't forget about uh, Indie Brigade, Romero Pictures Indie Brigade. Check out the Facebook page. Check out the, the actual website. There's all kinds of fun stuff there's on there. There's a bunch of uh, cool people doing cool stuff. Uh, so check that. Check yeah, so out. so check all that stuff on there, um, and uh, and keep supporting. Thanks for listening. We enjoy doing these, and uh, stay safe in the uh, apocalypse out there. Doomsday's approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why well, <laughs> the, the apocalypse? Things they're trying to make things go back to normal. So we'll see. I don't see normal being a thing. What's for that a second while. wave, folks? Uh, stay safe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks for listening, and you'll be hearing again from us uh, real soon. And don't forget. The Nasty Nation uh, is on Tuesdays and Graveyard Talk on Sundays. Keep on rocking in the free world, people. We'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye. Out. Oh, <laughs> oh,